This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I have him back there just laughing at his Robert Sala all gas, no brakes from that place. Poor Jets fans. What, a, what an existence. You're listening to Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's the great Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan. You know, there was a previous life where Mike Wells was an NBA reporter. Oh, yes. I actually, I gave him a, a ride to the airport, or no, to a hotel once, years ago. He probably doesn't even remember this, when we were at a Sixer game. That's right. Oh, a young Jordan Ronan really? gave Mike Wells, you know, stuck man, on no, the road in Philadelphia, a ride back to the city. Yeah. I do. I don't. I do. Yeah. Man, a great memory by you because I will say the late Phil Jasner used to give me a ride great all guy. the time to the uh, Philadelphia Airport Marriott. He used to do that. Our next guest has given me plenty of rides from um, the uh, Garden in Boston back to whether it's the Copy Square Marriott or the Long Wharf Marriott. He's given me plenty of rides. Great friend of mine. We just had, Jordan, you like this? We just had lunch at the uh, JW Marriott here in Indy a couple weeks ago. And of I'm gonna course, see him again. He's in town. You got to stay at the JW and anything, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna see him again in less than two weeks. My man Gary Washburn, NBA writer for the Boston Globe, who was not only covering the Celtics out at LA, but he was able to eat some Christmas food at his mama's house yesterday. G Wash, what's good, man? Hey guys, how you doing? What's up, Mike? Look, G, just stop trying to be all serious, man. All right, you talking to me? We ain't ever serious. Don't be like, you know, you what you what did moms cook for you yesterday before you did the Lakers and Celtics game? Well, <laughs> she made uh, roast beef, uh, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, corn. Yeah, she laid it out. So there you go. So you were happy when you saw that thing. schedule. When you saw that schedule, yeah. when you oh, saw LA man, Christmas yeah. year, this was like you know perfect. Yeah, I literally haven't been home in like 15 years for Christmas. So, yeah, it was awesome to be back at mom's house, the place I grew up, and uh, have a nice little Christmas dinner and see my, see my family. So before uh, Celtics-Lakers. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's been a full, satisfying weekend. <laughs> yeah, to all the kids out there who want to be uh, NBA beat reporters, that's, that's a prerequisite. You better get ready to spend those holidays on the road. Totally. Yeah, you got to get ready. Sometimes, you know, Orlando, Philadelphia, whatever city uh, the schedule maker gives you, you know, you got to you got to make the best of it. But sometimes it works out where you're at home. No, that's good. Hey, a, a guy you're very familiar with, G. Wash, Kendra Perkins, a guy you covered when he played with the Celtics, said it's not even a yeah. question that the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. You're around the Celtics on a regular basis. A, do you agree with Kendrick? And if so, what made what makes Boston such the t- the team that they've become, where they have you know the best record in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point you have to look at it, and uh, I think the only team you would probably consider it would be Minnesota. And when the two teams played, the, the, the Timberwolves it was early, maybe um, about six weeks ago, the Timberwolves won in overtime at Minnesota. Uh, so I think you would have to make that argument that they are the best team right now in the NBA. They're playing the best. Um, they lost a really tough game at Golden State. They blew a 17-point lead in that one, lost in overtime, and then come back. And obviously, you, you know, Mike, from covering the Pacers all those years, you know, Eastern teams going out west, especially during the holidays, is always a tough road trip. 
Um, and so for them to kind of to beat the Kings by 25 the next night without Jason Tatum, then to beat the Clippers by 37, um, and then come back and beat the Lakers two, na- two days later by 11 is was an impressive run after that Golden State loss. And they're just so deep at this point. They didn't get the great, you know, signature games from Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown during this trip. They didn't get the 40-point game, the 12 rebound and 8 assist game. They got solid games from those two, but they also got good games from guys like Derek White, Drew Holiday starting to play and score more. And then Chris Porzingis has made such a difference with this team, probably more than they expected when they acquired him. Obviously, we know Chris Stapps is a guy with a lot of skills who doesn't, you know, is not always healthy. And he's managed to stay mostly healthy this year. And his impact on the floor defensively, too, which has been kind of surprising, uh, has put this team at another another level. You're laying out all these things that this team has done, right? And why, why they're good and the best team in the league. I'm curious where you would rank this iteration of the uh, Tatum-Brown Celtics. Is it the best team that they've put together so far, in your opinion? Yeah, i got to say, I mean, it's early, obviously. We're only in December right. 26. Um, and, and they've had played on, you know, team that went to the finals and a couple other teams that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, including last year. I kind of just mean talent-wise, right? Because we like, yeah, they put together some pretty talented probably teams. The best. Yeah, this is probably the best team that they've put together because of the moves they made. Obviously, adding Drew Holiday, when you, you know, you, you, you let you know Grant Williams uh, goes to Dallas. Robert Williams gets traded for in the Drew Holiday deal to Portland, and Marcus Smart gets traded to Memphis in the Porzingis trade. You know, you're giving up some guys, but you're also replacing them with really, really solid players, and then also the ascension of Derek White. Like, this is the Derek White the Celtics felt thought they were getting like a year and a half ago when they acquired him with a trade deadline in 22. And he was really timid and kind of uncomfortable his first, that half season with the Celtics. Uh, didn't do fare so well in the finals against Golden State. Last year, he took a real step forward, made an all-defensive team. This year, he is just ascending into like maybe a potential all-star because of the way he could defend and he could score and he could shoot like he's just so much more comfortable than he was when he first got to Boston um and I just think those that development you know the white development along with uh Porzingis and Holiday make the Celtics a, a really really talented club especially top heavy now you know are they the deepest team in the league Pro- maybe not they might need to add something to their bench but I also think Talent-wise, I don't think that it, there's anybody who's more talented. You, you have, uh, pro, you know, probably some of the best Sunday notes in the NBA and the Boston Globe. So um, as you've been on this road trip, you've probably been collecting notes. Last night after the game, uh, LeBron James said that the Lakers are not where they want to be, which is not surprising. But the qu- biggest question mark is, will they will they get to that point where people are looking at them as somebody who can push – the Denver Nuggets or the Minnesota Timberwolves who had the best record record in the Western Conference, will they get over the hump where people are going to say it's not just LeBron James you have to worry about with the Lakers and they're going to be a team you got to reckon with in the playoffs? Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. I mean, yesterday I thought LeBron was tired. I mean, I, I think that 
we expect so much out of him. He's had the probably one of the more amazing careers in the in the history of the league. Man, he's still at a playing at an extremely high level at age thirty eight, about to be thirty nine. But he just was a little fatigued yesterday. You could tell that obviously he had that injury where he banged his knee banged into Jalen Brown's back, but he managed to stay in the game. He just didn't seem quite himself after that, and he, and he wasn't able to finish. And remember, he had scored 40 points two nights before in a win at Oklahoma City, so he just wasn't quite there. And then Davis had his 40, and I think in 13. I mean, Davis was dominant in the paint, but the other guys is what, what may be the issue. The Jared Vanderbilts, um, you know, the Rui Hachimuras, and Austin Reeves had his moments, but the supporting cast has to step up. You know, and I think they expected Gabe Vincent. Obviously, he's been out most of the season with the knee injury. Um, D'Angelo Russell has kind of done a disappearing act. So they, I think Rob Polinka signed enough guys to to make a quality supporting cast. But those guys have been so inconsistent that you wonder, can they win a seven-game series with, with Denver? Can they win a seven-game series with Minnesota? Like, that's the thing, because right now they're a 500 team. And – you know, your record, you are what your record says you are. You could say, well, they've had injuries, and I know Darvin Ham kind of referred to the injuries after the game, uh, the loss of the Celtics, but that, that's what they are right now. They're a team that's not played well since the in-season tournament, but that played great in the in-season tournament. So I think if they can get that team back and start playing more consistently and getting more scoring from their supporting cast besides LeBron and AD, just at this point, I don't think you can depend on LeBron to bring – you know, 35, 12, and 8 every night and, and think that that's going, that's just, that, that formula is going to work until June. Um, he's got to get some help. We're talking to Gary Washburn, NBA writer, Boston Globe. Real quick here, we got 30 seconds left. I'm curious, who do you think can compete with the Celtics in the East when you look around there? Like, which teams are real serious contenders along with the Celtics? Well, I'm going to always – I mean, I think Milwaukee, once they get it, get it together, um, you know, they're, they've are they been wildly inconsistent. Obviously not as great defensively after losing Holiday. Philadelphia, you know, I think is a team that can push them. And I'm always going to say Miami. Miami just got – Miami just got their – Miami's in their heads. And so Miami has played the entire season not healthy. They just got back Tyler Hero. You know, Jimmy Butler didn't play in the Christmas Day game and they still were, managed to win – um, so I'm going to say those those three teams: Miami, uh, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. But don't don't forget about Miami. I think Miami is yeah. going to be somewhere in the end. They're going to be placing the Celtics in the playoffs, and the Celtics have to get over that mental hump they have with the Heat in order to get to their goal of the NBA Finals. You're not looking over Miami. I was going to look over Miami right there in my head. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie. Gary Washburn, thanks for giving us the time. Uh, enjoy the holidays, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. G-Wash, I'll see you in two weeks, brother. Dinner on me, man. Oh, Mike no Wells is taking out I'm the ready. wallet. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. They're the big uh, you know, professor money these days. Listen, uh, hey, that's my guy, man. We talking about 20 plus, almost 25 years of friendship, man. So uh, he's, trust me, he's paying enough for enough meals of mine. <laughs> so we are, we are going to uh, take care of each other now in that area. When we get back, we're going to switch modes back to the NFL before the season. The Eagles and Chiefs were favorites to get back to the Super Bowl, and now neither team is looking like a title team. Can they fix it before it's too late? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. You're listening to Carlin vs. Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. Carlin vs. Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're back. He's Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan, and we're ready for a little NFL takeoff, part one. Raiders at Chiefs. Yeah, this was a surprise. The Raiders won without completing a pass over the final three quarters. Yet they still beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. How about this? Aiden McConnell was the first rookie quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes. Raiders 20, Chiefs 14. Well, you, you stole you stole what I was going to talk about, Jordan, man. How, how dare you, man? Yeah, I forgot how this segment worked for a second. <laughs> <I> <laughs> midway mean, but, through, midway can, through can, I remembered. I was like, oh, I'm really not supposed to give the whole rundown on the game. Just the score. Uh, that's I'm, my bad. I, I raised my still, hand. I take, I take blame for that one. Almost 24 hours later, I'm still in shock that Patrick Mahomes lost to a team where the starting quarterback did not complete a pass after the first quarter. Did not even throw for more than 65 yards in the game. At home, none of those things are supposed to happen to Patrick Mahomes, but it happened. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Kansas City is in trouble. Is that a good alarm? Uh, no. That was, that was a that blue leg good. one, but I'll take it. That was a bad alarm. Uh, I agree. Terrible. Uh, all I got to say is there used to be a time where you, and I'll, tell, I'll steal your stat, They've lost four home games. There used to be a time where you went into Kansas City. You were scared to go into Kansas City. That was a tough place to play. You're going into Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes and everybody's winning? Bizarro world. Giants at Eagles. I was at this one. 4.30 on Christmas. Festive environment. Tommy DeVito got benched at halftime. The Eagles won. 33 25. Man, I got to tell you, the Tommy DeVito love fest lasted shorter 
than basically anything you can think of. I mean, my man Jordan was loving Tommy DeVito and being able to eat chicken cutlets, eating chicken cutlets with his family. And now he may, he may not take another snap this season. So, Tommy, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot of money in your appearances, but your time may be up for this season. Yeah, it's a shame. It was a good story. Fun while it lasted. Give us a little saving grace because the Giants were 2-8 and and the season was an absolute disaster. So at least gave us a few weeks to think about something else. But the Eagles on the other side, they won. But things are just still not right over there. You're there and you're seeing, you know, A.J. Brown's not talking after the game. Devontae Smith's talking about how they need to do better. There's still problems. This is one week after Jalen Hurts said, you know, question commitment level of people. They got to you know, increase their commitment. Like something's not right there. Something's just not right. This, this, you're getting the feeling that this is not the Eagles' season. Cardinals at Bears. Bears twenty-seven, Cardinals sixteen in a game. And as a casual fan that likes watching good football, winning football, probably weren't watching very closely. Man. I got to tell you, I still I still feel bad for Justin Fields. I think he is a better quarterback than what, it, what he's been able to show. I'm pointing the fingers at the Chicago Bears coaching staff in front office. They have not put him in a position to be successful. And depending on where things pan out, his time in Chicago may be up if they decide to take another quarterback high in the first round of the draft um, in the spring. I'm glad you said this because I'm sick of hearing this, right? And I, I like to go off on this a little bit. Like, enough with this. Why does everyone have to make excuses for Justin Fields? He's still an up-and-down player. It's year three. You're in year three. You have He's to be had more no consistent. talent around him. You have to be better. You can't miss easy throws. You can't make bonehead plays. He's super talented. He flashes. He's just not consistently a good quarterback. I just don't. I don't know. Everybody's entranced by the supreme talent. But if you're not consistent, it's hard to be a really good high-end quarterback. I don't know. There's something there that's missing for me. Patriots at Broncos. Yeah, this was the, the late game on Sunday night. My days are all messed up, Mike Wells. I don't know about you. I mean, just it feels like today's Monday, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that game was on Saturday. No, the, the late, it was the late game on Sunday. It was the Sunday night game, Christmas Eve game. Broncos 26, Patriots 23. Hey, was that backwards? Yeah, it, it is. Patriots it, it, won. Hey. Patriots won that game, right? High-level producing yes. over here by the Patriots 26, Broncos 23. Hey, Evan tried to test me. And I passed the test. I just did not read. I did read kind of whatever was on the teleprompter, basically. But Patriots 26, Broncos 22. Uh, you talk about making excuses for quarterbacks. I'm tired of people making excuses for Mac Jones. Mac Jones, it was nice. It was, it was a short run in New England. You got Bailey Zappi coming in and out playing you. So, Mac Jones, you need to find a new home in the offseason because there's no more excuses. You're out of here, buddy. Yeah, Bailey's happy. Good little story. Played, uh, played, just played well, kind of of late. And uh, Patriots showing a little something, perhaps at the end of the Bill Belichick era, huh? But uh, yeah, good win for New England. Unless you cared about them getting a draft pick, and then in that case, it hurt their chances to get one of the top two quarterbacks. Colts at Falcons. 
Yeah, this was a demolition. The Falcons dominated this game. Falcons 29, Colts 10. Mr. Former Colts writer, what do you got for us? Uh, you know what? The Colts could be in first place in the AFC South, but they went ahead and took the Falcons for granted. And now they may not have an opportunity to win the division, even though Jacksonville is struggling. They got the Red Hot Raiders coming to town <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Um, here to Indianapolis, and the Colts may be kicking themselves for being completely outplayed against the Falcons last weekend. Neither of those teams are, are really good teams. They're just middle-of-the-road teams getting by with mediocre quarterback play. It's Gardner Minshew on one end and Desmond Ritter on the other. It's really good enough. It's not even Desmond Ritter anymore. They switch back and forth every week. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke this week. I forget. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. Uh, good, good for the Falcons. They got back on track. Packers at Panthers. Packers 33, Panthers 30. Kind of a wild, crazy game there. Uh, the Packers' defense struggling to play. Man, they, they, they tried to get the, the game to the Panthers. I'm taking this one as I, I, I'm glad to see that Jordan Love has found his groove. And they can put, they can officially put Aaron Rodgers in the rearview mirror. Don't have to worry about the, the shadow of uh, the ghost of Aaron Rodgers hanging over Green Bay. The future is bright in Green Bay. I think Jordan Love is really entrenched into that starting quarterback spot going forward. Now it's a matter of building off, building off uh, what he did this year and uh, continue to get better next year. On the flip side, we're seeing some stuff from Bryce Young late in the year. A little, some flashes: three hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's what the Panthers and their fans wanted to see. Gives them a little hope going forward. Real quick before we break, need a little advice from you, Mike Wells, right? Because we got a serious dilemma going on here. What you got? I got a dilemma, personal dilemma. I need your advice because you are a good quality husband. I know that. Met your wife before. She speaks highly of you. Do I? My kids are homesick with the wife, Right. Mm-hmm. All day, she's taking care of them. We're supposed to go to meet my brother and my parents for their 50th wedding anniversary for a dinner. And my nieces, my two nieces. Now, the kids can't come. The wife can't come. It's on my way home. Do I, A, go straight home and help my wife in the infirmary that's going on in my house, my two sick children, slight temperatures, nothing crazy, or do I, B, go for dinner and meet my parents and my brother. It's my parents' 50th anniversary. Uh, listen, uh, I'm sure you've slept on your couch in the past. Go ahead and bite the bullet. Sleep on your couch again tonight because your parents only had one 50th anniversary. All right? And I've met your wife. I helped get you guys to the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago a couple years ago. Ooh, Remember that? Ooh, that is right. I forgot so about it. You gave you us gotta, a ride. Gave me a you, ride to the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago. And I told you to switch there hotels go. to go there. Ooh, that so, was a nice uh, hotel. I really enjoyed uh, that. So go ahead and use that in your favor. And, uh, in all seriousness, parents when he turned 50, 50th anniversary one time. And I think I can just, blame it on Mike Wells. And make sure and you have plenty of, the of covers Carlton, for the couch. I could probably get away with it. I got you. I got you. Mike Wells has got my back. We got another shocking story coming up. Perhaps the biggest of the NFL season. Did it come to a screeching halt on Christmas? That's next. Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? 
You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I am for real. That's Outcast with Mike Wells. You're listening to Carlin vs. Joe. Presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan. Carlin vs. Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So, Mike Wells, I cover the Giants, as you know. It's been a nice little ride. The Tommy DeVito story kept us busy. You know, the the pinch fingers, uncelebration, you know, the little Italian gesture, hand gesture. When they score touchdowns, hasn't happened in a few weeks. But... <laughs> kind of seems to have crashed and come to a quick halt. Very reminiscent, and this is what the, the, the comparison has been the whole time, is it, it's almost like Linsanity. It feels like a little Linsanity. It has the cultural angle, uh, the performance on the field. The Giants had won three in a row at one point with Tommy DeVito, but yesterday they struggled in the first half, down 20-3. to three. Brian Dable pulls the plug on the Tommy DeVito craze. And now the question is, Will he get another opportunity? Play the Rams this week. Tyrod Taylor or Tommy DeVito? Offense looked better with Tyrod Taylor on Sunday. Monday. Actually, Monday. Can't get these days right. On Christmas Day. Let's hear what Brian Dable had to say today about who his starter is going to be this week against the Rams. Where are you on naming a quarterback for this week? Yeah, we'll talk about it as a staff. We're finishing up the this game and uh, we'll talk about it tonight. Will it, uh, will anything, we only have two games left, Brian, will anything for the future go in or is it just about these two games? Because obviously Tommy, as a, as Joe pointed out, Tommy's the only quarterback, uh, backup quarterback under contract. So will that factor in or is it just about these two games? Yeah, we're, we're just getting ready for the Rams here and we'll, we'll talk about that tonight. Yeah, Jordan. Mm. No. <laughs> well, hey, that was hey, Ryan hey, Dunleavy. That was Ryan Dunleavy, that was Jordan, Ryan Dunleavy hey, from the New York Post. <laughs> Well, hey, the fact that Brian Dunley would say, he goes, we only have two games remaining. Hmm. He said we? Yes, he said we. Oof. You know, Ooh. And you know, that's a, that's a journalism no-no. He said, oh, we only I'll have two games left. I'll make fun of him after that we're done here for sure. Yeah, please we? do say we. I that's mean, a no-no, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You throw that in, you're, you're, you're going to get slammed by all the other reporters and writers for sure. Everyone's oh, going to yeah. make fun of you. Yeah, you can't do that. That is a no-no, but... It, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you you've seen you you've obviously 
seeing Tom, Tommy D, Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor, for the betterment of the New York Giants. And you can take betterment in any way you would like. Who should be the starting quarterback? Well, there's no reason to play uh, Tyrod Taylor, right? The, what is this? This team isn't winning. They're not going anywhere. Like the the goal, so you might like he's not he's not, he's a free agent. He's likely not going to be on the roster next year. So you might as well play Tommy DeVito. See what you have. Give him more experience. See if you have a backup or you're the guy you you think you could be a backup. I mean, that's that's what you're playing for here. You're playing for development, and Tommy DeVito is the developmental quarterback, and Tyrod Taylor isn't. So. I don't know. I, that's the, the direction I would go. The problem is now that you already made the move and took him out, is how do you justify the locker room not doing everything you can to win? Well, why don't you play? Why don't you play all your young players? Even though I'm, uh, they are. Bar, I mean, how many young players <laughs> think they have? <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go deep on a depth chart. Then how's that? How's that sound? Uh, or de- or deeper on the depth chart. They're playing enough guys that shouldn't be playing. But the, the, the bigger picture, this could be the end of Tommy DeVito. And he kind of fits into the one-hit wonders category. You know, quick little ride. Lasted six starts. Actually, five and a half starts. Um, had some success. You know, three wins. They went three and three in the six starts. Um, so there was some good little moments. Seven touchdowns and one interception in those six starts. Didn't turn the ball over. Made some plays with his legs, but it looks like it likely has come to a screeching halt, which makes you think, who are some of the biggest one-hit wonders in sports? We're going to take your calls on that. Who do you who do you put in the biggest one-hit wonder of all-time category? The Dr. Pepper call-in line is open, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The one you brought up, Mike Wells, to start was Buster Douglas. It's a good yeah. one. I mean, I mean, Buster, he shocked not just the boxing world, the sports world when he beat Iron Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson was... R. Mike Tyson? That's like saying we. No, I said Iron. an individual No, sport. I said Iron. Oh, Iron. Iron, Iron Mike okay. Tyson. Okay. Hey, no, no, I'm not saying Iron. There's no, 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 no. no. team well, back I, in the day. Yeah, well, you know, I was a kid then, so I could say it back then. I, I wasn't covering the New York football giants at the time. But anyways. Um, right, I'll fight a lion, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's when Mike, Mike Tyson would last, you know, 45 seconds to a minute in a fight and knock somebody out. And you just saw that Mike was not into it. And Buster came in overweight, looking kind of, you know, he was completely pudgy, not in shape. And he found a way to beat Mike Tyson. And once he did that, after he did that, Nobody knew. You know, Buster Douglas is that guy sitting on the front porch right now, you know, 30-plus years later saying, hey, I beat Mike Tyson in a fight. And then they say, how was the rest of your career? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was so big. I mean, Mike Tyson was huge at the time. And they, that Buster Douglas, like, you said that led, like, all, you know, sports, like, headlines. No, no, that led, like, the news. Like, that's how big it was at the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, put, put, put it like this. Beat knocked not Mike Tyson out in the tenth round. Eight months later, he lost to Vander Holyfield, and that was it. That was that was the that was the end of Buster Douglas. He was able to ride that high for eight months. He rolled that high good. for eight months. Linsanity, no, no, listen. Linsanity, back, back, you said no, no. lasted what? Two months? Three months? 
20 or 25 games or whatever. Listen, Tommy Matt, DeVito Matt, Matt, lasted, what, two months, six weeks? Oh, man, but you played a lot more games. Back in the back in the day with boxing, you would take months and months to get in shape and train for your next fight. So he went one fight, and then Evander Holyfield bought him to reality. And then Mike Tyson took his anger out on, uh, for losing to Buster Douglas by trying to chew off Evander Holyfield's ear. So uh, that's <laughs> that's how things went in that situation. But, hey, Tommy DeVito, it, it, it's a heck of a story. 25 years old from Illinois. And he was he was able to step in on what has been, let's be real, Jordan, just a, a bad, bad season for the Giants, especially with Daniel Jones' yeah. injury and lack of production and everything. So it was a great storyline. Everybody enjoyed it, but it was a – they came to the end of that story pretty quick. We've come to the end of the story pretty quick. Yeah. I, I mean, look, Tommy DeVito made himself some money, and I'm not just talking about the short term doing these appearances and stuff. He's earned himself a spot on the roster, and that before this all happened – he was like, you know, hanging as a, a practice squad quarterback, and who knows how long that would have lasted. So he's made himself some money long term. Now he has opportunities to go and compete, and you know, uh, yeah, Trevor's earn a, um, earn a bigger role. Uh, progressing. So, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Uh, next, we're going to take your calls on biggest one hit wonders. You're listening to ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. What happened in my life? I want your heart. I want to eat your children. I broke my back. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You you like Britney Spears, Mike Wells? We know we know you already don't like Taylor Swift. I got to tell you, Britney was in her prime when I was in college in the nineties. Yeah, and I, I I mean she wasn't on my playlist or my tape player back then, but. <laughs> I would listen. Have a tape player. Evans like, doesn't even know what Evan, means. Evans Google. Evans in studio Googling tape player. What exactly is a tape player <laughs> in, in, in studio? They should have brought Millie Vanilli out. That's what they should have came out with one hit wonders. How yeah, young sure. do you think I am? Yeah. Evans a 90s baby. I was born in 97. I'm really yeah. the one you should be getting on here. I mean, and there was Evan, there was he there was no like tape players in like uh, you know when Evan was old enough. Trust me, to, uh, to absolutely, have a tape I had a cassette player. You just, Evan, how you old are you? How you old are you, Evan? I'm 39. Yeah, are you I'm, serious? I'm 26. So this is Good. the first first time I've ever seen Evan. We're doing this by you know we see uh, Evan in studio producing the show by Zoom. And you look like you're not even able to rent a car legally <laughs> without being charged extra mo- uh, money right now. You got to be 25 to, to not be charged extra money to rent a car. You don't even look like you're 25, Evan. I get that a lot. Thank you. That's a Man. good thing for sure. I wish I got that. I'm look at all the gray in my hair. He's look like he got no gray. I mean, I mean, you. I mean, listen, you're not even that you far cover, off in age. You, you cover the Giants. That's why. That's, That's all that That's gray. True. Man. You're listening to Carlin versus Joe. I'm Jordan Rodon. He's Mike Wells. We're talking about one-hit wonders, right? Because Tommy DeVito was benched yesterday. Who knows if he's going to start another game this year? Who knows if he ever starts another game in his career? We'll have opportunities to win some jobs, but, you know, at least a backup job next year probably with the Giants. But in the meantime, story looks like it came to a screeching halt. So let's hear your favorite or most notable one-hit wonders We'll go to T in Alabama. T, what do you got? Hey, I got uh, David Tyree, man. He, he, that one catch changed the course of history. That is true. I will say this about David Tyree. And I, I told the story earlier because I, we had a – so each team, each reporter had to put a list of one-hit wonders, submit them for a file. 
And for the Giants, I picked David Tyree. And he got insulted. Because David Tyree, while as a pass receiver, never did anything like he did in that Super Bowl, made the ridiculous catch, uh, at least in the pros. I mean, he was a great college player, especially as a receiver in uh, Michigan. Uh, made the catch against his head, which we all know against the Patriots. Like he said, changes the history of the game. That was the undefeated Patriots, caught a touchdown pass. But he never had really made that mark as a wide receiver before. But he was a Pro Bowl special teams player. So does he count, Mike Wells? Is David Tyree's argument sufficient? Uh, you know, You know what? We we probably should have phrased this a little better. Because um, you think of one hit wonders way. had one great season and then just vanished in the league. Obviously, yeah. if you play, if you're a professional athlete, you're probably like more than likely you're gonna have more than a year, or or, or you know one shining moment type deal, one big moment and that's it. And for David Tyree, it was that. It was that catch off the helmet. Beyond that, listen, you had a heck of an NFL career because you lasted for a long time, but you did it on special teams. Yeah, we're talking about the the uh, the Being third of the, of, of the three areas of off. It goes offense, defense, special teams, and you're third on the list of things. Great NFL career, but what did you do outside of making that catch? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Lou in Florida. See what he's got for us. Lou, happy holidays, man. Do we have Lou? Lou, he's on the golf course. No. But, uh, oh, here we go. I'm. I'm going William the refrigerator Perry of our '85 Chicago Bears. Interesting. He had uh, his claim to fame with his uh, Super Super Bowl touchdown, and then uh, he faded away the following year. He played, but he was but, a good play. He was a good defensive player before that. Like he had a, a solid was. career as a defensive player. So, I guess if you're just considering him as an offensive weapon, he was a one hit wonder. Right. Oh, Super Bowl uh, yeah. shuffle. Appreciate it, man. I like it. I think I, I think that would qualify because we're talking about he was a one-hit win uh, wonder as an offensive player. And after that, it just kind of ended. Man, don't you remember the Super Bowl shuffle? That yeah, age. I love the Super Bowl shuffle. Jim I even remember there? the Patriots song. New England, the Patriots, and we, we're going to beat the Bears 100-3. to three. And they, they lost basically 100-3. to three. Oh, my God. You sound just as bad as Cam with that fly eagle fly right there, man. Oh I didn't even goodness. sing it. I just said I liked the song. Oh, hey. We cannot. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to know I for now. Sang it. When I'm I back did. on the show tomorrow, I'm not going to say anything negative about the Philadelphia Eagles because my man Cam is going to be in my ear defending his Eagles if I say anything borderline negative. I'm just going to pull your mic down. I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> just uh, start start blaring Fly Eagles Fly anytime I hear the slander. All right, let's rip through a couple more calls here. Uh, Barry in Florida. Mike Wells, you're going to be the ultimate judge. What do you got, Barry? Happy holidays. Thank you, guys, uh, from sunny Fort Myers Beach. Jealous. Uh, I used to live in Indy. I grew up in Indy. And the thing I miss the most about Indy is Hermanaki Wings at El Emporium. Uh, El yes. <laughs> but uh, besides Rockwell uh, and music one-hit wonders, I would say Dobbs from Minnesota this year, mm. the quarterback from yeah. Minnesota. That's and pretty listen, good. I like nah, that, Mike. See, Wells. I, I gotta you know, say, Mike Wells is denying it. I, I'm denying it. I'm not denying your love for Hermanaki Wings from El Emporium. I just had some of those last week. But um, Josh Jobs, he got. I mean, he got in a tough situation. 
And, you know, he was with the Cardinals. Then he goes to Minnesota. He steps in, does well, leads them to two victories right from the get-go. But you're talking about a guy who had no time in the system. He didn't but really he learn the real system. fleeting success. So I think that's I think he, he qualifies for sure. Let's go to Ross in Toronto. Ross, what do you got for us? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, buddy. I got Peyton Hillis of the Cleveland Browns. I uh, was a Madden video game player. He came out in 11. He was on the case after like 1,600 scrimmage yards. And uh, by 2014, I think he was out of the league, didn't put up more than 500 scrimmage yards the rest of his career. So that's definitely the biggest one-hit wonder by far. I can't even argue. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I mean, I, I remember he actually came to the Giants, Mike Wells, for a little bit for a minute. So, yeah, he was – I think that's a pretty good one. You give it a thumbs up or down? I, I get that one a thumbs up. And, yeah, and more so, one. especially – I mean, he pulled out the fact that he was on the Madden cover. Let's be real. We know how think the Madden about it. Jinx, you went the Madden jinx do, works. Never really doing anything, yeah. you know, significant again. So I think that, that qualifies for sure. Doc in Georgia, what do you got? Happy holidays. Hey, what's up, guys? At first, I was thinking about, like, big dance guys like Timber for Dead and uh, Bryce. Those kind of guys have those flame in the tournament. But but I, I think I have one that wins. It's Brady Anderson, the season where he hit 50 home runs for the Orioles. Yeah, that was mine. After I'm that, with you. He stopped using. Um, I'd also go Icky, the Icky Shuffle. Saying, uh, with uh, Wells going with the Shuffle, you can go with Icky Woods in Cincinnati. And uh, I'd even say Bob Sanders with Indianapolis going to his Colts regard. Ooh, Ooh Bob you can Sanders. judge on Bob Sanders. I like the first two we brought up. Both no, Icky, hey, Icky I, Woods and Brady Anderson in our in our when we were talking about this earlier. And I, Brady Anderson was actually the first one I thought of. I got you. I, I'm gonna end on a great note. I'm about to pull it out. He mentioned Jimmer Fournette. That is a great one. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's one for you. Okay, Adam Morrison. See, here's the, the gets, thing. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. These, let me, let me these explain are, it. These are busts in the NBA. He never did it at the next level. Just okay. wasn't good enough for the next level. He was a one-hit wonder in college, and that was it. He's the number three oh, player of the year in college basketball, number three overall pick in 2006. He lasted four years in the NBA. He's only started 28 of 161 games. You See, talk that about qualify for me. Hey, that qualifies. Guys who are hey, good that, in college and then just don't make it in the pros. That's not that's not one-hit wonder to me. You're the number three overall pick, Jordan. Doesn't matter. He didn't have any success in the NBA. If he had success and then it ended real, real quick. In in that level, then man. that's a one hit wonder. Hey, he never man, we, was we, a wonder. We need an hour NBA. six of this show. We need an hour six of this show. <laughs> if, I, if if I didn't have things, five to do, we take enough. an hour hour six of this show to debate that. Adam Morrison's on that list. Uh, this was a lot of fun, though, Mike Wells. We went five hours and it flew by like it was nothing. You know. But uh, that, that, that means that we're in good company. I'm in good company. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, I had a blast with you. And uh, sleep tight on the couch tonight, but eat good at dinner. And happy anniversary to your parents, brother. Uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, you're you're listening to Carlin vs. Joe on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Mike Wells. I'm Jordan Ronan. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.